This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome back to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar. I'm your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And we head to the diamond today as Sticks and Stacks brings you the best in baseball and hockey action. Well, today we're going baseball, which means we bring in our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I'm okay. You know, we're getting towards the all-star break here. We're starting to get a really good feel for what these teams are doing, what a lot of these players are doing. The pitchers have had enough starts so we can start to to project them reasonably well. So let's go ahead and start this out when we're looking at two teams from the uh, northern side of the country and even one north of the border. Seattle is taking on the Toronto Blue Jays Tuesday afternoon. And uh, you have a matchup between two pretty interesting pitchers in Chris Flexen and Robbie Ray, both guys that have had winning records, both guys that have good ERAs. And where do you see this going? Yeah, you know, the Jays are the heavy favorites here. There's a lot of juice on the Jays. Their money line is minus 250. I do think the Jays are going to take this game. Seattle just, you know, they have a few issues. They still have the second highest strikeout rate in the league. They have the fifth highest strikeout versus lefties on the season and the third highest versus versus lefties in June. So we're talking about Robbie Ray here, who has somehow been resurgent. You know, he's not issuing the free passes this year. I think that the Jays will definitely win. Now, Chris Flexen has been good, as you said. Um, So I do think there won't be a lot of runs scored in this game. Now, because there's so much juice on the Jays, their money line, as I mentioned, is minus 250 over at BetMGM. I kind of like one of our combo bets that we've been doing the last few weeks, which is the Blue Jays to win and under eight and a half total runs scored for plus 280. So if you like the Jays, but you're willing to say it may not be a blowout here, I like this. You know, the run total on the game right now is seven and a half. So for them to give you Blue Jays plus eight and a half um, at plus 280, I think is is pretty good. Right yeah, especially there. when we've been talking about, like that he's mentioned, with, with Flexen and Ray, both guys mm-hmm. with ERAs under four. So assuming they even have basically their average games, the bullpen do the job, that should put you around eight. And we've talked about Robbie Ray before on on this podcast because he has been one of the more interesting stories this year, a guy that has really sort of reinvented himself. Uh, The walks have gone way down, 20 walks on the air, 103 strikeouts in 80 innings. So he has been absolutely dealing. But when you also look at, at this game, you're looking at one of these offenses being very, very dangerous, and it's not the Mariners. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. It's not the Mariners. <laughs> Robbie Ray actually has a strikeout prop today, and it's eight and a half. I'm willing to take the over on that, actually, at plus 115. He's had seven games of nine strikeouts or higher. And as I mentioned, Seattle strikes out a lot. Still the second highest strikeout rate in the league on the season. Fifth highest versus lefties on the season. And as you mentioned, the Jays score an average of five runs per game. Seattle scores an average of four runs per game. And that's not with these pitchers on the mound. That's just on average. So that comes to nine. I really like this Blue Jays and under eight and a half at plus 280. I also like Robbie Ray for over eight and a half. Of course, that can go anyway. But the Mariners, they just love to strike out. A couple more player props you could look at. Vlad Guerrero Jr., over one and a half total bases, minus 130. You know, 
he's batting 364 versus righties. He's in this battle with Shohei Otani for home run leader and, and maybe Fernando Tatis Jr. too. He's just unbelievable. I easily see him hitting at least a double or at least a walk and a single here. Just makes a lot of sense to me. And another one, I would take uh, Kevin Biggio for under 0.5 bases. I think it's very possible he doesn't get on base at all today. He doesn't have a good batting average. And Chris Flexen doesn't really walk men. He has pretty good control. And that's plus 140. Obviously, when you're looking at Guerrero, you're looking at arguably the best hitter in Mm -hmm. baseball right now, 342 in batting average and OPS of over 1.1. So the idea of him getting on base in some variety certainly isn't uh, in doubt. The next game we take a look at, we go over to Milwaukee, where the Cubs will take on the Brewers in a divisional matchup. But the Cubs right now aren't playing all that well. (laughs) They are not playing all that well. The Brewers actually pounded the Cubbies last night with the 10-run eighth inning with uh, three-run bombs from both Willie Adamas and Keston Hura. So, no, they are not playing well. They are on a four-game losing streak, whereas Milwaukee is on a six-game winning streak. And I don't really see that changing. Again, there's a lot of juice on this game for the Brewers. Their money line is minus 225. So I'm going to do yet another combo here. I like the Brewers to win this game and under eight and a half total runs at plus 155. And here's why Woodruff is on the bump today for Milwaukee. He's been phenomenal all year. He's faced the Cubs three times already this year. He's struck them out six times, eight times and eight times. Oh, boy. His, yeah. His strikeout prop today is actually pretty high. It's eight and a half. But because the Cubs have stunk so much this month, in fact, not only have they stunk so much this month that they've raised their highest strikeout rate to now be the third highest in the league, they have nearly a 30% strikeout rate just in the month of June. You know, Woodruff gives up less than one home run per nine. I really see Milwaukee taking this. I see Woodruff having a high strikeout game. I'm going to take the over here at plus 110, over eight and a half. I don't think there's going to be a lot of runs on the board. On the other side, the Cubs have, you know, Zach Davies going. You, the, It's possible that Milwaukee could go to town on Zach Davies, but he is a control specialist. Uh, he's not going to get a high strikeout count, but I think he can manage the runs. Uh, I think that um, you want to take the under on the Davies strikeout prop. It's four and a half strikeouts. He's only had one six strikeout game and one five strikeout game this season, and the rest have all been below. So I think that's pretty easy money. Zach Davies under four and a half strikeouts at minus 150. Yeah, when you look at anything in Woodruff in particular, not only are you yeah. talking about a guy that's got an ERA under two, 1.89 to be specific, but he's only allowed more than three earned runs in a game twice. One was mm-hmm. in the season opener against the Twins, and the other was on the road in Colorado's Coors Field against the Rockies. So this is a guy that has not only been very, very good, but he's been consistently very, very good and really does not give up the walks. He hasn't given more up than uh, three in a particular game even one time. So obviously when you look at a guy like Woodruff, you're looking at a tough road for just about any other team to get over here. And, And it doesn't seem like the Cubs, at least today, particularly look like a team ready to do it. We'll be right back looking at another one of the matchups and refreshing what we just explained right here on Sticks and Stacks next. 
Welcome back to the Sticks and Stacks podcast. Sean Drotar, Jen Biacenti with you. We just went through a couple matchups early on with some very good pitchers on display. We'll go over to Chicago now where the Twins take on the White Sox. And the pitching matchup in this one, not quite as impressive, but it doesn't mean there's not a lot of opportunity. There's absolutely a lot of opportunity here. You know, number one, I'm targeting this Kenta Maeda strikeout prop. It's five and a half. I don't see Maeda going more than five innings. You know, he usually doesn't go deep into games. That's always been the deal with Kenta Maeda. And he's still kind of coming back from injury. So under five and a half strikeouts seems really easy money to me. So I'm taking that under. On the other hand, I'm taking Lucas Giolito for over seven and a half strikeouts today. He struck out 11 last time these two faced off. Now, neither of these two are particularly high strikeout teams, but these are two strikeout capable pitchers. Maeda, I just don't think you're going to get to see enough of Maeda, and I don't think he's going to happen to have his best game ever. I think this is pretty easy under there. Um, Now, for a player prop, I really like this one. Nelson Cruz over one and a half bases for plus 125. Now, I know Nelson Cruz hasn't been as good lately uh, as he can be, but we have to consider that in 23 career at bats versus Lucas Giolito, he has four home runs and he's slugging 957. So for plus money, I love this. I would even put sprinkle some money on a home run for him at plus 275. When you talk about Nelson Cruz, too, by the way, he'll be the birthday boy this week, turns 41 on (laughs) Thursday and still mashing 299 batting average, 17 homers. I mean, he is 10th in the league in OPS. Uh, This is a guy that is still getting it done. And when you talk about Maeda and the risk there of him uh, going deep, it is minimal. Over the course of the season, he has pitched six innings or more once, and it was exactly six innings. Oh, and by the way, it was more than a couple months ago, April 7th against Detroit's the last time he's even gone six. So, Jen, you're exactly right. This is not a guy that goes deep into games. The team hasn't even pushed him to more than 90 pitches even once. So every time you look at Maeda, I'm with you. The under on any of those particular totals is probably the way to go. So let's recap what we've gone over here. Let's start with the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Uh, You liked a couple player props and, of course, a a couple of different overall matchups for today make things interesting for betting opportunities. Yes, I like the Jays to win today, and I like a combo bet of Blue Jays to win and under eight and a half runs total scored in the game for plus 280 over on BetMGM. I like Vlad Guerrero Jr. for over one and a half total bases, and I like Kevin Biggio for under 0.5 bases at plus 140. I am going to go ahead and trust Robbie Ray to strike out more than eight and a half batters today at plus 115 and take that plus money as well. Yeah, I love that Robbie Ray uh, particular choice there and the idea that, look, with the over-under being as high as generally it is, these two pitchers, even though Flexen is not the kind of uh, strikeout guy that that Ray has been, uh, the likely, I I think that's a terrific way of doing it. And I think one of the things that we do here at Sticks and Stacks and Jen particularly does is find a way to find a couple good bets, combine them together, and then find yourself a way to get into plus money, even though you're looking at two things that may not necessarily be plus in and of themselves. So that makes for an interesting opportunity today. Let's move over to Milwaukee. We had the Cubs taking on the Brewers. The Cubs are ice cold. The Brewers are red hot. And the <laughs> Brewers have a Cy Young candidate on the mound. Guess what that means? 
Yeah, I think it means the Brewers are going to win this game. I like the Brewers to take this game. I also like another combo bet of the Brewers to win an under eight and a half total run scored in this game at plus 155. I'm going to take the over on the Woodruff strikeout prop at plus 110. That's over eight and a half strikeouts. And I'm going to take the under on the Zach Davies strikeout prop, which is four and a half strikeouts. All right, and our final one today, we go to the Twins and the White Sox. Of course, the White Sox, uh, an extraordinary team this year, maybe the surprise mm-hmm. of all of baseball along with the Giants. Uh, Lucas Giolito has not had the season he's wanted in the win-loss record, but the ERA is pretty good, and you think that the strikeouts look like a pretty good fit for him in this pitching matchup as well. I do. Um, I'm going to take Lucas Giolito for over seven and a half strikeouts. As I mentioned, he struck out over he struck out 11 last time these two faced off. And I'm taking Kenta Maeda for under five and a half strikeouts. Again, we don't think he'll go long into this game. And additionally, I'm putting some money on Nelson Cruz tonight over one and a half total bases at plus 125 over on BetMGM. And I'm going to sprinkle just a bit on a home run just for fun. It's always fun to throw that dart at plus 275. All right, I'm all, I'm all for going for Nelson Cruz here. Go old guys. Keep, <laughs> keep up keeping it up for the rest of us. So, we love the old guys. Yeah, That's right. Go, go for it, Nelson. Uh, so it seems so there we have it for today on Sticks and Stacks. We'll be with you uh, next week for a little bit more action uh, to look at and the best of the baseball matchups. Jen Piacenti is the person you want to follow. She's got all the numbers. Her Twitter account is Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N. T.I. My name's Sean Drotar. If you'd like to give me a follow, you can do that at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.